Right now, it's time to talk football with Dustin Smith, QB Elite co-founder and coach. He's now Spanish Fork High School's head coach, and he joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Dustin, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Dustin, you had a perfectly good gig going. And then you went and messed up and became a high school football coach. And you got to deal with parents who are sure their kid is the next Tom Brady and Kyle Van Oy, and they want more playing time. Dustin, what were you thinking? Don't you have friends who can talk you out of these rash moves? <laughs> I had several friends that, that, and I don't have many. So that when I say several, that's about all of them that said, uh, what are you doing? You're crazy. But it's uh, – Especially last year. Last year was my first year doing it as a head coach, and I walked into such a unique circumstance with all the the high school football restrictions and COVID and everything. But, man, I'll tell you, as hard as it was, there were a lot of headaches, a lot of things you don't you, you miss uh, that gets taken from you. But the boys are – we have such good young men in our state, and being able to work with them, it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. So, Dustin, are we going to have a big matchup with you down at Spanish Fork versus uh, American Leadership down there in Queen Creek, Arizona? Because your guy, I think that's where Ty Detmer's coaching, right? Yeah, Ty's down in Ty's, Ty and Max Hall and Dennis Pitta. They got they got quite the coaching staff down there. They're all down there in Queen Creek, and we uh, we actually took a we did bring some boys down there this winter, and, and probably thirty other Utah boys went down there and did a little clinic with uh, with his guys and spent some time together with Max and Ty in the film room and, and doing some things. I don't know that we'll ever play each other. They'd have to come up here to play. We're not – it's too hot down in Arizona. They, they'd have to come here. Need to do to one-up them, get Brandon Doman and Chad Lewis on your staff. <laughs> there we go. Good idea. Yeah, I'll pull that. I, I know Brandon and Chad are smart enough not to hop into high school football. <laughs> So we are curious with uh, quarterback battles going, and I assume your eye never goes far away from a good quarterback battle. With quarterback battles going at Utah and BYU, do you think either coaching staff is uh, just saying there's a quarterback battle and you know what's going on, or do you think these are real quarterback battles, there isn't much separating, and how these guys perform in practice is going to have a lot to say on who starts the opener? I think they know who's going to start the opener right now. I do think that they're – they may not be 100% committed to that guy being the guy all year, no matter what, where maybe in past years, you, you kind of knew that you were going to you know ride somebody a little bit longer, even if they struggled a little bit. Um, I think because of the depth uh, at BYU and some guys who've had some experience, um, you know, that I think they know who the guy is going to be, but, they may have a little shorter uh, leash with that. At, at, at Utah, I think there's a legit battle there. I, I'm not as confident that they're certain on who their guy is, and they're wanting to get a little bit more uh, time with them this camp to make that decision. So Jaron Hall's a local kid. The other two kids from uh, BYU and their competition are from out of state. What do you know about these guys? Uh, from Just from what I've heard, I know Ty um, – knew a little bit about him and and I've talked to you know some coaches on staff 
I haven't seen the only one outside of Jaron that's there now that I've seen personally or worked with personally is is Nick Billups, who just transferred from Utah uh, to BYU. The other guys I haven't personally spent time with other than Jaron. So, but what I've heard of them, both from others who have worked with them or been around them or recruited them, and some of the guys that are much closer to the program, um, is that they they really like all of them and they, they have some unique uh, abilities. That's kind of, I think why it's kind of a, an interesting battle is that they, they, they all have some strong suits that uh, maybe the other guys don't quite have. And so I, I think BYU is trying to pick, well, which is the guy that I guess a best fits their offense. And then B has the most, um, you know, that, that, that has the, the, the best abilities and, and it's, three or four different areas that you have to have to be a successful quarterback. And that's why I feel like uh, of the group, Jaron probably possesses the most of all of the areas as far as decision-making and, and athleticism and experience and leadership and, and arm strength and those sort of things, accuracy. So I'm, I'm guessing that Jaron will be the guy to start, but these other guys are right on his heel, which, you know, I think is, I really personally feel like it's a good thing if you've got mature quarterbacks that that don't turn on each other. If they let it be something that motivates and pushes each other to be better every day, um, I think it's a good thing. Dustin Smith joining us, QB Elite co-founder, now the head coach at Spanish Fork High School. I'm just curious in these quarterback battles, so many coaches – want the mobile quarterback and the guy who can, you know, slip out of a tackle and, and make a play, throwing the ball downfield or just taking off and running for a big gain. And yet you can't really see that in practice because the whistle blows and the play stops. So I know they want to evaluate these guys and it's tricky evaluating pocket passers, but when you throw in the mobile quarterback, it seems like they know who they're going to go with and they're going to go with that person because they can't possibly be evaluating some of that stuff in practice. Yeah, that's hard to – you're right. That's hard to see how a kid, you know, uh, slips out of a tackle or something because you're right, they're, it's a quick whistle and they're not letting him slip out of tackles. The whistle's being blown before he gets hit. But I think you can tell in other ways. There's other ways to see if, if the quarterback's mobile and if he can move and and uh, ways to know that, all right, we got a guy that can, can slip out of stuff, can step up and exit and – but none of these guys, I, I don't think any, well, I shouldn't say anywhere in the country. I'm sure there are some countries that want their quarterbacks uh, taken off and, and are okay with that. I don't think at BYU they really want their quarterbacks getting too loose back there. I, I think they want them to be able to move around and roll out and, and do some things. But, you know, and, and specifically in the case of Jaron, you know, he, he's got to be extra careful because of the injury bug and the concussions and the different things that my guess is they, they like the fact that he can do some things and that they can move the pocket with him and, and use his athleticism to kind of stretch the field east and west a little bit back there. But I don't think they're super uh, encouraging on the idea of him taking off and taking on linebackers because last time he did that at you know a guy at Utah State uh, knocked him out at, down at the goal line. So, you know, that's an important thing for Jaron in particular is learning how to how to get hit and how not to get hit hard and, and or not get hit. And that's 
obviously easier said than done, but there's ways that he can position himself when he's going in or stepping out or sliding or whatever to try to avoid that big hit and get his head out of the way because, you know, that, that could be the, that's the biggest red flag as it relates to him and question mark that relates to him is he plays so hard and he is so athletic and he's so competitive that that's going to be, I think, a hard thing for him to do to pump the brakes a little bit there. And to a degree, you probably don't want him to because that's what you love about him is that playmaking ability. But it's super important that he does not take those those big hits this year and end up with another concussion. Yeah, and we know he's got the athletic ability playing college baseball himself and all that stuff and being able to do a lot of different things. Uh, what I'm not sure, and you'd have a better idea of it, evaluate him as an accurate passer. He's gotten, you know, he, he, he's gotten more accurate, but he's always been accurate. And he, you know, I, in the case of Jaron, even when he went on his mission, I get asked about him and there was a, a lot of people immediately just assumed he was going to come back and they were going to turn him into a running back that, or a, you know, a slot receiver or something that he was an athlete that, you know, threw the ball in high school. And so they made him a quarterback and, and I never looked at Jaron that way. I really looked at him as a thrower who could run. But his 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 arm strength has always been uh, elite, and he can make the throws. He's gotten more accurate, and he spent a lot of time, a lot of time that people don't know about, working on his accuracy and not have not playing baseball these last two years, being able to focus because really that development doesn't happen at camp. It doesn't happen in the summer. You're, you kind of are what you are at this point. Now you're, it's can you do it in the scheme of the offense and can you do it against um, disguised coverages and, and these sort of things. It's The development happens in the winter and spring as it relates to body movement and balance and mechanics and all that sort of thing. And that was hard to do when you're in a batting cage all winter. You know, you're out <laughs> taking fungo all spring. So for, so for Jaron to be able to, for the first time in his life, focus on football, in the winter and the spring, not only physically but mentally to have his head in that I'm a football player and, uh, and and really dive into that. He's had an improvement just in the last year, even in, in, even in his body, if you see him, he's, he's trimmed up, he's, he's more fluid and elastic in how he moves. He's just, he's trained differently, so he, he wasn't as stiff and bulky and, and and strong, um, you know, Taysom Hill had to do that. When Taysom came out, he was so strong, his upper body, that there were some things in his mechanics when he threw a football that were, you know, that, that were, were um, um, he got in trouble with because he was just so, he was still stiff. And he had to loosen up and, and, and do some things to fix it. But Jaron's done a great job. The people around him have done a great job. And, and, uh, so I, I think he's in a, a really good position, both mentally and physically, and he's he's plenty accurate. I'm not worried about the accuracy. Dustin Smith joining us, QB League co-founder and coach, Spanish Fork High School football coach as well. So at the U, they had a transfer from the SEC. Everybody was fired up. It didn't work out. Now they got a transfer from the Big 12. Should everyone be fired up? Or Big 12 defenses are really subpar, so uh, slow your roll. No, I think I think they've got a good quarterback, and I and I think that you know the, the Big Twelve still has plenty of, of of great great football and defenses and things out there. I 
you know, I, I personally wish that the University of Utah would look more locally for quarterbacks. I think that there are plenty of good quarterbacks that have gotten away from here um, that I think could have helped Utah. I think there's some right now playing at even some other colleges in state that are as good as, as guys they have up there at Utah. Um, you know, that's, I'm, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that would disagree with that, but I, I'm pretty, feel pretty strongly about the kids we've had in Utah. And, 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 and when I say locally, I even include, you know, Arizona and Idaho in that just right here, close to us, there have been some very, very good quarterbacks. I, I don't understand why they, we've got to find these guys, you know, clear across the country when there's plenty of really good ones here that don't get looked at and haven't been offered. I, I, I would like to see a little bit more push to keep some of those guys here because they're going and playing other places and they're good. But, but no, Utah's got, they've got some good quarterbacks and, and I think they've got a, a, a good group back on, you know, at, at their position, um, their position guys, their skill guys. And obviously with the defenses that they they're able to put out every year, um, you know, it's a good place to play if you're a quarterback because you're usually going to have a really good running back and you're going to have a defense that gets you, gets off the field and gets you the ball back. So I think that uh, I think they're fine there, but I do think they don't know there's a battle going on. I'm not certain they're sure on who their guy is right now. Also, too, for BYU, from the receiver perspective, a couple of local kids that you would have knowledge of joined the program, and those are the Nakua brothers, particularly Puka, who had all sorts of credentials uh, how do you think they're going to be able to help the Cougars this year? Uh, I think that's huge for BYU. I really do, I, especially with the schedule they have this year. They, they're going to play some some corners. Uh, there's some secondaries they're going to see this year that have some really, really good players and some teams that are going to be able to do some man-to-man on BYU and, and maybe even you know put another guy up in the box and try to uh, you know, address BYU's run game with another guy. That, then they've got to have some athletes outside that can beat guys. If not, you know, that's where a de- an offense is really going to find themselves in trouble is if a team can overwhelm them with athleticism out on the outside on the receivers and then load the box. And, and I think there's been years when BYU has played the types of teams that they seems like they're playing every week this year where they can do that. And, and, you know, that, that's the quickest way to make a quarterback look mediocre is to take away a run game and put him in third and ten all game long and, and make him throw into the teeth of a defense that now knows, you know, that you're throwing the ball. And, and then you get a quarterback struggling. And, and so BYU's ability to have a couple playmakers, a couple guys that can beat one-on-one corners and that you have to have a, a, some safety help. And I think those two are going to be – as a, a, super important to the quarterback success, but I think they're also going to be as important to the success of the run game for BYU because teams are are, are going to have to decide: do they want to keep guys near the box and and let BYU run the ball, or do they want to uh, you know go out and help against these receivers? Who both of those guys, if if you're not careful, if you put the wrong guy on them, you know they'll take it to the house. They're that good. All right, one last question. I need you to handicap high school football. You can beg off if you want, but you don't seem the kind of guy who begs off, Dustin. Is anybody going to beat PK's Corner Canyon Chargers? Are we looking at a fourth undefeated season for the Chargers? 
I don't. There's some really good teams in 6A. There's really there's four and four or five, and then everybody else is just, I think, kind of their their warm up game for those five teams. Um, I think that Sky Ridge and American Fork, Bingham, uh, Lone Peak maybe have a chance. That every I think everybody else is sort of in a tough spot. They just have so many athletes at those schools. But I, I, Corner Canyon, they're so well coached. They have so many guys. They're so strong. I, I don't think so, but there are some pretty good teams. Those other teams I mentioned are pretty loaded as well, and I think could at least you know they'll they'll push them. But Sky Ridge, I think, almost got them last year uh, in the regular season. And um, but it it I'd be surprised if Corner Canyon didn't win it again. Dustin, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Good luck with your team at Spanish Fork, and we'll talk to you again later on. All right. Thanks, guys. Dustin Smith, quarterback elite co-founder and head coach now at Spanish Fork High School. Your Chargers, PK, ready to roll again. Canada just beat Sweden in women's soccer. Yeah, it was awesome. Penalty shootout. Penalties. There were a lot of missed penalties. (laughs) Three to two. Uh, well, yeah, my gosh, if they win, you said they've won three in a row? They've won, won three in a row, in a row 40, lost a game, 40 right? straight games, and the year before they were 11-0 and lost in the semis by one point. So they are 51-1 and over the last four years. Wow, that's amazing because that guy down there, he can't coach. I don't know how he's doing it. <laughs> he's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> This is giving Mrs. K, isn't it? Those deep, that defensive coordinator, he doesn't know his you know what from his you know what. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how in the world they're doing it. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay with us.